Hey everyone, Kelly Thomas here, and I have my great friend and pastor Phil Shields here with me. Hey Kelly. We want to say hi to all of you and welcome you to another episode of Leadership Matters. And we just want to say up front that it's not just what you do that matters as a leader. You matter. You matter in who you are and um, who God is making you to be just because he loves you. So welcome, guys. Um, At this conversation, we are starting this and the leaves are turning. It's fall. It's still COVID going on. Um, The good and the bad because, boy, is it getting pretty outside, right, It sure is. I I love this season. Why do you love this season? I, You know, fall is... A time where I feel like the coffee is always better. It tastes better. The warmth um, is just amazing. I love sweatshirts. And so this is the time to have my hoodie on and pull the hood up. And that smell that of the bonfires outside and having those fires with friends. Um, for me, this is the season that's like really relational because it's sitting around a fire. It's um, just that coziness uh, with other people and just being together. What about you? Do you like fall? I do. I do like fall, but I all as a, a grown up, I kind of go into it a little kicking and screaming. Okay. Because I really hate giving up the beautiful warm weather. Yeah. But God does something amazing when He makes me appreciate every red leaf and yeah, um, the the beauty that's all around. I really do love it. And then I watch my husband, quite frankly, go into like a kid mode because it's football season. That's right. So Bears that's are playing. So yeah. I hear you. Uh huh. Well, I wanted to um, ask you a couple of questions about our topic this time. And our topic this time is about helping people belong. The fact that human beings value belonging somewhere, value belonging to an organization or somewhere that they relate to or to other people. And I wanted to ask you um, what you think about how our leadership intersects with that truth that people like to belong. Yeah. So I think all of us have this issue in our life, whether we are two years old or 99, it doesn't matter what age you are. You always want to belong somewhere. Um, And that uh, those horrible junior high years, uh, you know, you're just, That's the thing that you are just so desperate for. And yet, even as an adult, you want to belong somewhere. But when it comes to our leadership, leadership at its core means that you have people following you. If you don't have people following you, you're not really a leader. Um, You're just going first. You're just going first. (laughs) That's right. You're you're alone uh, at the end of the diving board. Uh, But leadership means that you have people following you. And so for that to take place and for uh, people to uh, feel this sense of belonging, it means that a leader is coming in and they are going to make sure that as that uh, person belongs, they are going to end up uh, coming to whether it's our group or to work each day. You might be a a manager or an owner of a company or whatever, and your people are coming in, they're going to grow And you as a leader, as you make them belong, you're going to make sure that they are taking those steps 
to become the person that God is calling them uh, to be. It's creating an environment that is that's full of warmth. It's kind of like why I like the the bonfire and sitting around. You are creating this environment. Um, for the people that you are leading. And belonging uh, is huge for the leader to have in mind. So I have to ask you, because I think you are such a wonderful pastor. I know that you don't think this just because of all the psychology behind it. Tell me why you think this as a pastor. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two reasons, I would say. One was that... um, I had leaders in my life prior to this that made me feel like I belonged somewhere. In fact, um, I probably became a pastor because somebody made me feel like I belong. I didn't want to be a pastor. Um, And so somebody made me feel like I belong and that I was wired a certain way and that I was gifted a certain way. And so that comes into place. But the other reason is whenever I look at this, Um, the why behind it, I look at um, it and say, Jesus did this. When you look at what Jesus did, he invited people. And often he invited those that um, maybe we would consider unlovely. And when you look at the 12 disciples and he said, come follow me, come follow me is an invitation to belong somewhere. Um, These were guys that wanted, you know, they were blue collar. They um, probably were not viewed often as um, the most important people in society. And yet Jesus, when he said, come follow me, he was saying, come belong to this, this relationship, uh, be with me. And so I think, you know, for me as a pastor, I think that's why I say it's so important because Jesus was doing this and he modeled it because he made me belong. I need to help others see that as well. I love that. I love that. So that's the why. Mm-hmm. Can you say a little bit about the how? If, if it's really important for us as leaders to be helping people belong, because it, sometimes it doesn't happen automatically, tell us a little bit more about the how. So for all of our leaders, they uh, have people that they are interacting with. And I think, you know, it might not be that everybody gets to sit around in a circle. Uh, Right now, it might mean that you are sitting and looking at people as little squares on a screen and you're leading them through a study. Maybe you're in one of our Bible studies or in a life group or you are part of our welcome team or whatever it may be. But what I think is important on the how is that as a leader, you always remember the who. It's the three W's. So the first one is who. Who are the people that you want to help belong to the the mission, the ministry, the truth of the gospel um, in your group? And so I would encourage leaders to think of the faces that you have in your circle and remembering, okay, those are the faces that I want to make sure that every time that we're together, they feel like they are welcomed in, they're invited in the way Jesus did. The second uh, W is the why. Why are you doing this? And the reason that you are leading, I hope, is that you want to um, help people grow in 
in whatever it is that's taking place. So for some of our listeners, they might be uh, leaders in their business or leaders in the, the factory that they're working at or wherever it may be. And the why should be that you always want to encourage people and make sure that the reason that you are doing this is to bring joy for other people to see the, the truth of what joy is, and that's Jesus Christ. So you have the who, the why, and the when. When does this take place? I would say that as a leader, you have to remember there are those times that you should shut off the leadership switch, but that you have a tremendous opportunity to help people belong anytime. So I think of our groups. That's the prime time for people when they're meeting together to, um, as a leader, to be focused on how can I make sure that they feel belonged, uh, that they belong in this group as they are um, growing in their discipleship. But then I think it's saying, as a leader, how can I continue that process down the line? So that could be through a phone call, could be through getting coffee with somebody, a text message, and, and sharing encouragement. It's the, the any time. And it makes me think of our leadership pipeline and um, thinking of the ICNU conversation. Um, this is the prime area where you can help somebody feel like they belong and having that conversation and, and pouring into them. And that doesn't happen within the group. That happens at a totally different time where you're sitting down with somebody and saying, I see this in you. I think you have these gifts. And I'm wondering if you would come along, you would apprentice so that you would end up leading and help others belong at some point as well. So we need to remember the who of why we're doing this, the why and the when, um, when we're leading others um, into that belonging. Yeah. So what I'm thinking of as you're talking is women's ministry. Yeah. The place for you has been studying different prayers of scripture yeah. this fall. And we started out with the Lord's Prayer and Jesus starts with our Father. Mm. And what is so powerful about that is... There's this belonging in that. Like yes. We belong to each other. More importantly, we belong to a father. And then that makes me think of what you're saying is we do these things with family when we love our family. Yeah. All the things you're talking about are very, very, very healthy, familial things. Yes. Um, not the dysfunction. And I think we've all got a little bit of right. that or a lot of that. But I think as leaders, when we recognize that we are part of a family, not just a church, not just a group, not just an organization, you're talking about this is so much bigger. And I, I love that you're painting that picture for us. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I think about it of for many of us, I would imagine our leaders and you and me that we had to belong before we could actually believe. And so um, in order for us to grow in our leadership, grow um, that our apprentices are growing in their leadership, that we are all growing as disciples, we have to remember that, that when we get together with our people, if we help them belong and they know that they have that team with them, man, the belief is going to grow. Yeah, love it. Love it. Okay, so Phil, let's let's hit this one. Um, 
what are some practical tips for applying um, all of this information to our leadership? Do you have any yeah. tips for us? Yeah. So here's what I would say. And this is uh, uh, this happens, uh, I would say, all across the board. So I want everybody to think about their front door. So when you think about the front door, um, you end up, uh, the front door is the place that everybody is welcomed. So if you're going to help people belong, you need to think about those places uh, in your group or in your team where the front door is going to happen. So I, I stopped by your house to actually deliver some lights so place for you could do some recording. And when you came to the door, it was that you open the door and it says, hey, Phil, how are you? And that's where the, the welcome starts. So if we're going to help people belong, we need to think about what's that first place. So if they are hopping onto a screen into uh, a Zoom call, mm -hmm. if they're showing up to your house, if they're coming here to the church at some point, the moment that you see somebody that's in your group as a leader, you should think of it as a front door opportunity that you are welcoming with that warm smile. I think the other thing that we need to think about is engagement. And here's something that happens. As leaders, we tend to move towards the people that we are the most comfortable with. And I'm just going to be honest, there's been times that I have not been comfortable with everybody in my group. I loved everybody in my group, but there's times that I just didn't know how to engage people in conversation. But as leaders, we need to think about how can we engage people and be connectors so you might be having a converse, separate conversation with somebody and somebody enters your group. You want to engage them and connect them with others right away, whether that's in conversation or something else. So are you actually proposing that we could be friends and belong to people who maybe there are differences in our personalities or, yeah. our, dare I say, our politics Absolutely. or anything? That's amazing. Yeah. What a message for this day and age. You know, I think I was uh, texting with a friend of mine uh, today even, and I was sharing some thoughts that, of a book that I'm reading. And it, it's a, got some politics behind it. We totally disagree on some of that. And yet that entire conversation is us uh, laughing together, knowing what's going on and belonging. And it's because we can engage in different conversations, different topics. And I think we need to help our people do that. Um, those that are following us. Love it. So it's really more about the heart yeah. than it is about that. I yeah. love that, Phil. What else? I think the other thing that we need to remember as leaders, this is something that I've had to learn. I love technology. Um, I've never noticed that uh, about yeah. you. <laughs> so I love my iPad. I love having um, technology, my phone. And we have become a society that depends on that. But what keeps jumping out at me is the statistic that when you write things down, you have an 80% chance of remembering that better than when you put it into your phone. So I think about our groups my prayer for all of our groups, and you and I have talked about this, is that there is deep life being shared there. 
And so as a leader, I want to encourage you to get a pen and physical paper and that you are taking notes. You're writing down what people are saying, what they're experiencing in their life. And then sometime during the week, you're taking Mm -hmm. those notes and maybe you're remembering it a little better and you're sending that text, you're making that phone call, or the next time you're all together, you're saying, Hey, Kelly, how did, how did that go last week? You had said this. And the more we do that as leaders, the more we create a, an environment of belonging. People yeah, feel setting remembered. yourself up to yeah. be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And so doing that. And the last thing I would say is there's a balance here, but I think we need as leaders to be open. If we're going to create environments of belonging, we need to be open with who we are and the struggles we have. We need to remember that we actually serve a God who redeems the painful things, the painful seasons in our life. And so using the struggles in our life and opening up about that with our people is going to be key because we have no perfect leaders. I'm not a perfect leader. You're not a perfect leader. The only perfect leader was Jesus. But as we open up about this is the struggle I've had, others can relate. And they can find that place to belong, whether it's in our groups or just in our church, uh, in the family of Christ. And so those are the, the practical things that I think that all of us can, can start putting into our life. I love that. Thanks so much, Phil. So I just want to end with encouraging the leaders who are listening to take action today to find at least one thing to write down something that they want to do. Be intentional. Think through some of these. Because honestly, those four tips were very powerful to me. Um, And they're very doable. I love that. And we just, Phil and I want to thank you guys for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you so much for what you do for the kingdom of God and what you do to care for his flock. You know, Jesus said... I want you to care for them. I want you to feed them. And you play a big part in it. Right, Phil? That's right. We appreciate all of you and so thankful for your ministry and who God is creating you to be. Yeah. So we want to sign off and invite you, as always, to send us any ideas or any feedback or suggestions. We're always open to it. Have a great rest of your day. See you later. See you later.